0: Welcome to the Livingstones Podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at Livingstoneschurch.co.uk.
1: Welcome to Livingstones Church this morning. My name is Kaz, I'm on the leadership team. This is Jess. She's my helper this morning. Um morning, Jess. Morning everybody. We, are have, we have a guest speaker this morning who I will introduce you to later, but I want to say a warm welcome to visitors. And just to say, visitors, if you um, are free to, you're very welcome to stay for lunch with us after church today. Uh, I'm going to just start by reading a psalm um, this morning before I open in prayer. It's Psalm 54, and God spoke to me this morning on, a, on the way to church, and I wasn't really prepared for it, and it really, one of those. In very emotional moments, when God just says, I am God the rescuer. And I thought, God, why are you telling me that you're the rescuer? And He reminded me of a time when He reached into the darkness and rescued me. And it was a powerful and life changing moment. And the only reason it could happen was through the death of His Son Jesus, but also because I asked Him to, God, I'm desperate. Please rescue me. And He did. And I just want to encourage you this morning that God is a rescuer. He will meet you in the dark, dark places. And that light, he won't go in there and tell you off <laughs> and say that you're a school teacher and, you know, this is what you need to do to change your situation. He just meets you there with love. And it's a powerful moment. I wanted to read from Psalm 54. Save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. Hear my prayer, O God. Listen to the words of my mouth. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. You have delivered me from all my troubles, and my eyes have looked in triumph on my foes. Father God, you are our rescuer, our great redeemer. We have nothing, but we have you, and that is everything, Lord Jesus. I thank you for your powerful spirit. I thank you for your powerful word. I thank you for your death and your resurrection. In Jesus' name, I lift this service to you this morning. Do your, do your will, have your way, Lord Jesus. Amen. Good
2: morning, everybody. Um, I've just been, uh, I'm sure you've all been reflecting on the last uh, sort of 10 days, and um, A lot has happened you know um, not only have we changed who our monarch is but we've also got a new prime minister so in our lives change is happening all the time and the other day i was walking along and i just felt the the coldness of the weather and there's change autumn's coming so we're always in a sort of moment of change and i was walking to work and as you do i was thinking about I don't know if you look out in the sky at night and you can, if you look to the south-east, sort of you can actually see Jupiter shining really brightly. And then over slightly to the to the right, you'll see Saturn. And over that way, you'll see Mars. Uh, and, and it's just amazing. You see the, that we can see these planets. And then also the moon, the moon. There was a full moon the other day. And it's so bright when it shines. Um, and you look at it through a pair of binoculars and it's like, whoa. And... Um, then you just see the moon begin to change and you see the, the moon wane. And then, then it's gone, it's dark. And then it begins to come back and you see the crescent and it comes back. And, of course, the reason why we can see the planets and the reasons why we can see the moon is because the sun is giving it light. And that's such an amazing thing. You know, they don't give light of themselves. And uh, this, this psalm I, I, uh, came to me and it's... um. It's a lovely, lovely psalm. Just read a few verses. It says, um, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise is always on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. And those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And I just thought, you know, as we look to Jesus, as we turn our hearts, our minds, with all the change, with all the darkness that we've come out of, that's really, you know, we've come out of this d- uh, darker period of mourning, we turn to Jesus, he is the steady one, he's not going to die and be replaced by another monarch, he's not going to be voted out and be another prime minister, he's not going to be a new season one day and say, oh, I, li- I like you today, I don't like you tomorrow. He is steady, so we need to look to him and be radiant and get that steadiness. And that's just so wonderful. We can look to him and uh, reminds of Moses. He looked to, to God and he was radiant. And we want to be radiant for um, each other and for the world. So that's just the, have that thought on your mind. We're looking to him and being radiant.
3: Jesus, just through that song, there were certain words just really speaking to me. You are holy, Lord. That means you are set apart. You are one, one in one. There is no one like you. And Lord, how that word almighty, we must not forget that, Lord. You are powerful. You're almighty and you love us. And I just wanted to be, i just reminded of that. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for that amazing gift and all the gifts you give us, Lord. Amen.
1: to a part of our service which is uh, family time and for visitors it's a part of our uh, church life where everyone is involved from the very youngest to, I was going to pick on someone to (laughs) say there but I won't, I won't do that. Uh, So I'm going to hand over to Justin.
0: Right, so let's see, who was listening last week when we introduced our family time theme for this term? Eddie's hands it up. Anybody who's not on the family time team, Who was here last week, who was possibly listening to me, tell me what our theme was.
4: Good dear.
0: I did, obviously. And everybody obviously re-listened to the podcast this week as well. Okay, we will start again then. Last week we introduced our new family time theme of what is church. Remember that? I asked all of you to take a good, long, hard look at yourselves and ask yourselves, why do we come here, sit in a room, sing songs around coffee tables on a Sunday morning when you could sit in your bed with a coffee and a croissant and sing songs to yourself? Obviously, that challenge really sunk into your hearts. Right. So, what is Church. Children, what is this? A really old phone. What is special about this kind of phone? You've got bigger pockets than me. Oh, you can't put it in your pocket. What else is unusual about this phone? Probably unusual about your home phones if you still have one. Okay? Ah, you have to plug it in. This does not work unless that is plugged in to the socket. Now, those of us of a certain generation probably remember having to sit on the stairs and try and talk to your mates without your parents listening. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go out. We're going to meet down the pub. Um, Or if you were courting, trying to have a phone call with your other half who might have been somewhere else in the country without parents or siblings listening. No distractions on this kind of phone. We're now more used to this kind of phone. Now, I could ask, has anybody not got a smartphone? Has anybody still got a mobile phone which has got buttons on it? One or two? So a phone which has got buttons on it is very akin to that kind of phone for our demonstration. But I can receive a phone call, talk to someone while purchasing something from Amazon at the same time, or watching something with subtitles on so they can't hear it. I could even take a video call and still be scrolling Facebook or playing my favorite game. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Sue can't, but Sue's phone is more than capable. (laughs) Um, But the wonder of receiving a phone call has sort of gone missing. I don't get many phone calls from people who I actually want to speak to. I get lots of phone calls from people saying, did you have an insurance policy with, or we think you've been in an accident sir, or um, can we talk to you about your energy supply? All of this, but not necessarily somebody I want to listen to. Now, old school, what is this? A book, a Bible, now. don't know if you're a bit like me, sometimes I have to read things out loud. Even when I'm sitting there with my book at night in bed, reading while I go to sleep, my mouth will be going, it helps me process the words and understand what I'm reading. Isaiah 28, verse 23, says this. Listen and hear my voice. Pay attention and hear what I am saying. Three things. What's this got to do with what is church? Listen. Listen and hear my voice. Unless you were fortunate enough to have your phone in front of your television, in those days, normally it was in the hall, because that's where the socket was. You had to pay attention and listen to who was talking to you. A phone is now a distraction. If you go for one of these, and it's set up in a certain way, you get a report every week about how many hours you have physically been on your device. And it will even detail it out to what you've been doing on your device. And a lot of that won't be listening or taking information in. This is the word of the sovereign God telling us to pay Attention and listen. So, what is church? Church is a place to listen to God, to hear from God. It's not a place to sit there and nod off when somebody at the front is talking to you, no matter how comfortable the chairs are, or if you grew up in pews, how uncomfortable they were. It is a place. For us to hear, to hear explanation and to try and understand and get something or receive something new from God. That's our prayer for family time. That's our prayer for this church. It's our prayer for when I take the kids out that they get to hear something from God but in a a way which is easily accessible for them. So, church, this morning, family time challenge you. Are you here to listen? Are you here to be distracted by the view or the seagulls or the sun or whatever's going on out of that window? Church is a place to listen to God. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you that you created us in such a way that we take information in in so many different ways and process it differently. Each one of us is different. But the core of how we can actually hear from you involves an act of deliberately listening. I pray that not only in our ears, but our hearts and our souls will be open to listen to you this morning and through this week. Thank you for your creation of church to be a place that we can hear from you. Amen.
1: I'm having flashbacks to phoning Ellie at 16 to <laughs> r- to arrange nights out and hoping that her mum and dad didn't answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. I can only remember two numbers, my parents' number and the Ralph's number from phoning Ellie. Um, we the children are going to leave us uh, for Sunday school, so I'm going to pray uh, that they are blessed with Justin. The teams are staying here. And then I'm going to to Have a chance just to refill your coffee cups before we uh, move on to the next part of our our service with the notices and John speaking to us. So, Lord, I thank you for our young people. Lord, give them ears that will listen to your word and listen to Justin. Lord, fill them with your Holy Spirit today, uh, fresh and new. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pass the um, offering basket around as well. And I give the children a chance to put some money. everybody, would you like to take your seats? Penny? <laughs> Penny? Penny and Terrell? <laughs> right, yes, take your seats and I just want to give some opportunities for notices before we, before we go too much further. Um, tonight, we will be joining the rest of the country, I think it's a nationwide um, two minutes, one minute silence, two minutes, how many minutes? <laughs> one slash two minute silence <laughs> one and a half compromise. for um, meeting here on the forecourt of community wise at 7.45 bring a candle in a jar it will be windy um, and at 8 o'clock we will hold a silence and then we will just conclude with a short prayer uh, and there is a chance for hot chocolate afterwards but if you would like to there is a service at St Mary's just across the road you can see St Mary's from here it is the church over there at 6 o'clock um, if you would like to join them for a short service I'd just like to hand over to Rich and Alex to talk about 321, which starts this Tuesday. Oh, they have a clipboard.
5: (laughs) No, it's fine. Thank you. It starts on Tuesday, three days to go. um, And I think on behalf of Team Borough, I would say this is Mr. I've read the book. I'm ready. Bring it on. I'm prepared. I haven't had a chance to read the book Do I know what I'm gonna say? Am I gonna have answers to the questions? I've um, put so many invites out that I actually feel quite vulnerable, as in I've just put it all out there and I'm waiting for people's responses and people aren't responding. Um, So that's where we're at. So nervous, excited. Um, We've just had a conversation about how many people we're expecting and I fell in the kind of, I think we've got six to eight definites, Rich is at 12. um, So (laughs) I think we're somewhere in between, but we're really, really pleased those people are coming. I, I won't list off their names, but we know of a definite six, and we would love you to pray for those, those people who have, who have said, yes, we're going to be there, those people especially who are coming on their own who are going to cross the threshold on Tuesday. So please do hold them up in prayer. Um, and then it's not too late to invite people. I think by email you've had something from CAS, which is one of these in digital form, which you don't have to email. You can also text it. I've been texting it out. I find that a lot easier, I have to say, than giving someone a physical leaflet. So there's still time between now and Tuesday to put those out there. Um, And then a practical thing is cakes. We're hoping to have homemade something each week as a bit of an offer, and it can give you an idea now. We probably look to if you can make cake for 10-ish. I think that would be 10 to 12. That would be great. There are still spaces on that's what the clipboard is. So I'll leave that at the back. Um, We would love it if anyone could offer to um, make a cake for one of the sessions.
6: I'd say make cakes for 15 to 16. Come on, let's be hopeful. <laughs> um, I just wanna say uh, I- we've stood up here and, and I know uh, speaking for myself, Alex is, is um, she puts herself down, but she's so natural when she presents and we're a good team because I need to prepare. Whereas um, I- these things come much more naturally to her to, to wing it. Um, but uh, yeah, sometimes I've, I've stood up here And I've said, come on, church, invite somebody and come along. I want to say this morning, if you've invited somebody, great, thank you. If they've said no, never mind, that's between them and God. But that doesn't mean you can't come. So if you're thinking, oh, I really want to come, but everybody I invite says no, so I can't come. Yes, you can. You're very welcome to come along to the course. So please don't think that uh, you have to bring somebody with you to qualify. You don't. (laughs) Um, I invited somebody last week, uh, a friend of ours, and he said no, um, but we had a brilliant conversation and his reasons for saying no were, um, he gets really anxious around people, he, he just doesn't like the context, um, So and, and he was very apologetic about it, and I said no, 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 that's absolutely fine, but I said you know what, there's also a book, would you read the book? He said, yeah, I'd love to read the book, and I promise I will read it if you give me one. So we're going to give him a book. We have, um, well, we had 25. I don't think we've quite got 25 left, but we have a supply of these books. Now, church, I've read this, and it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. There's kind of four main chapters which follow the four um, sessions of the course, um, but then there's, I think it's eight frequently asked questions um, why does God allow suffering? What about other religions? The questions that people ask and that sometimes we find difficult to answer—they're all here, and it's brilliant. Now, I'm afraid if you are a regular member of this church, I'm going to say please don't take one of these. They are widely available: Amazon, Eden, tenofthose.com. Um, there, I think to buy one is about one pound seventy-five. If you buy twenty-five. They're a pound each and free postage, so um, feel free to buy 25 and and give them out to all your friends. Um, However, if perhaps you think that you would really value one of these, if perhaps you would like to come on the course but you're not available, you can't for whatever reason, or perhaps if you're inviting somebody and they say, uh, you know, Tuesdays aren't good for me or it's not really my thing, Then say, okay, but there's a book. Would you be interested in reading the book? If they say yes, come and find us. We will give you one of these gladly, and you can give it to them. Um, Is there anything else? And pray. Pray for us. Pray for the people that are coming. um, We haven't got an awful lot of technology, haven't haven't, we? But pray the technology works. Um, Pray that God will be glorified. People would come to know Jesus <laughs>
4: getting yeah. worked up.
6: Amen.
1: Thank you. Um yesterday there was a jumble sale here at Community Wise, I- raising funds for Corinne, who is Justin's wife, who was speaking to us earlier. Um it raised four £434 from a jumble sale. (laughs) Um, That's not the end of the fundraising activities. I'm just gonna ask Jess and uh, Cam, is he here? Yeah, to come and talk about something that's coming up in
3: a couple of weeks. Morning, everybody. (laughs) Um, In two weeks time, on the 1st of October, we are having a concert up here in this very room. Um we it will be brilliant. There's lots of fantastic acts um, Cameron, camera you know which the
7: acts are. OK, so one of the acts uh, is the Veltmans, which are a, a youth band in Eastbourne. Uh, we've also got the Light Keepers. And uh, I don't know if any of you know Dave Perry, but they're, they're his band. They're amazing. I saw them. I think it was two weeks ago, something like that. I saw them pr- play printers. Th- amazing. They've uh, also got Jolie Skye as well. She's really good. Uh, another youth artist. Um, me and Mum are going to do something as well. Um, Joe is, jo is going to do something. Uh, and um, Amelie and Kezia. Um, let me see who else. And then also Isaac Ralph. I don't know if any of you know Isaac Ralph. That's um, Amelie's cousin. And uh, who else have I meant? Is there anybody else I've got to... Gavin yeah Gavin's Gavin's amazing, brilliant, um, brilliant musician, yeah, um, but yeah and,
3: and amongst all of those there's quite a variety of music, so hopefully something to your taste, even if not every single one is. so first of all, we would love you to come, please come first of October. Um, it'll be a voluntary um, donation of five pounds, but your choice of how much you donate um and it will be an evening of music and we're also going to have cakes available um, teas coffees um it should be a really good evening we did the similar thing last year went really well we um, raised a lot of money and we're expecting this year to be just as great so it was a really good evening really um really good vibe really good um, time and everyone enjoyed themselves so put that in your diary but (laughs) we need some help as well um It would be really great if anybody is available between two and three who is willing and able to help set up the stage just because there won't be enough of us and more hands uh, done quickly. So if anyone's able to come and help with the stage between two and three, that would be amazing. And also we're asking if there's anybody that could bake cakes, could you let us know? That would also be brilliant. um, And then we do need a couple of people to help us with the kitchen and then we'll need, there's a couple of other jobs like um, sitting, um, take, uh, doing the tickets at the door. Uh, yeah, I think that's a lot, I know that's a lot, but if you could just do one of those things and of course pray, pray it will be a successful evening, we will um, raise as much money as possible and that it will be a wonderful time, which I'm sure it will be. But I was just about to say, Joe. please invite your friends. It starts at 6.30. That is right, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yes. 6.30. <laughs> um, it should go on to about 9-ish, maybe uh, 9.30. Nine nine 30. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there'll be an interval in the middle, so it won't be continuous flow. But um, we look forward to seeing you then. <laughs> and Joe, just y- you wanted just
1: to say uh, about the kind of momentum of fundraising, just something about... Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Um, the rest of the s- notices you will have had on your email this week, but just to draw um, attention to just a couple, um, three to one we've talked about, um, Monday testimony, which is a Zoom meeting, and this is a, this week is a chap called Steph McLeod. Uh, he's a singer-songwriter and he's performing as well as giving his testimony. The Zoom link and details can be found on the email. Um there is a Living Out course. J- uh, one of our members, Jeanette, is part of Living Out and speaks regularly at this, uh, uh, with this team. They are bringing a course to the King's Centre, and it's really talking to um, not just church leaders or people who, kind of in pastoral, but it really anyone who has a heart for taking care of people, particularly those who are struggling around their areas of sexuality. Um, Kings are holding a course, and, would and everyone is welcome to attend. Uh, and finally, lunch, you're very welcome to stay for lunch, Su- uh, soup and the usual excellent offerings, soup and bread, you're welcome to. I'm going to introduce John to you. John, would you like to step forward? Are you yes, would you like to come up? Actually, Martin, perhaps I could ask you to, to do the introductions.
4: So John is a name that I've h- had, I- you know, in, I- around for years. Uh, you know, the one of... You mentioned, like, Roger Forster or, or um, uh, sort of those kind of names from years ago, and John was one of those names. And he worked with Roger in uh, in Ictus for many many years, and uh, but it was I think it was a prayer walk you were doing along the south coast, and we met up by the bomber uh, uh, memorial uh, just on Beachy Head there. And we prayed together briefly then, didn't we? I remember that. And I think that's probably... Is that the only time we've ever met? But John has retired with his lovely wife, Yvonne, down to Polgate to be near a family. And um, so we've had the the joy of of just getting to know one another a bit better. We had a coffee together the other day, and he's been to our life group. um, And uh, perhaps what John... I asked him earlier, I said, what is the one thing which, you know, God has blessed you in over your lifetime that you would sort of highlight? And he, he mentioned, he said it's difficult to do it, but he mentioned particularly God used him, together with Graham Kendrick in the early years, to do amazing prayer walks, uh, north and south of the UK, east and west, and then uh, God led them to uh, walk to Berlin. To seek forgiveness for w- the uh, uh, of the German people for the bombing of their cities, then felt they got to Berlin. They need to go on to Moscow, and walk to Moscow, and then God put on your heart to walk to uh, to Istanbul to, uh, to tracing the route of the Crusades, uh, seeking uh, reconciliation. Uh, with uh, with Muslim and Jewish communities that were actually wrecked by the influence of the Crusades. So God has used this man amazingly. He's got <laughs> so many stories. <laughs> he, he says talks about life being an adventure. Well, his life has been an adventure. and um, And so we're so blessed to be able to welcome him amongst us today and to hear God's word from you, my brother. Can I pray for you? Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord. I just sense here is a a bloke uh, that you can be heart to heart with. And um, I just want to thank you, Lord, for all that you've done through him and Yvonne uh, in their lives together, Lord. uh, uh, But here he is, uh, a Caleb, uh, uh, still wanting to press on with God's work, even in his 80s. And, Lord, I just pray your blessing on him now, anoint him, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, and touch our hearts, open our hearts to receive your word from him this morning. I in think you're wired for sound there, Amen.
8: are you? Amen. This is new, apparently, Justin said, so I press this. Is it working? Yes. Is it, is it, it's new, so I need to know whether you turn it down or not. You can hear me. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Thank you, Martin. Um, what to say? I, I, I wrote a little prayer. It says, dear God, so far today, I've done okay. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper and sworn. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, selfish, or overindulgent. But in a few minutes, Lord, I'm going to have to get out of bed and from then on, I'm going to need a lot of help. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. <laughs> so uh, my, wife, my wife would have been here, but she fell over yesterday. And um, she's just all covered in bruises and can't come. So it's, it's just me. And I, I said to Martin earlier, I've tried... I actually sat and wrote out a whole thing on Moses because he was 80 when God called him, and I've just I've just turned 80, and I thought it would all fit. But, you know, there's something in your spirit. And then I was looking at something in 1 Peter. Uh, but something... I just heard the Lord Jesus say, why don't you talk about me? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'll try it then. <laughs> and uh, so... I'll read to you from uh, Matthew 11. It says, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and you've revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for this was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wills to reveal him. There must be a reason why God has asked me to say this stuff. But Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then on into chapter 12, it says that at that time, Jesus went through the grain fields and began to pick the heads of the grain to eat. And then he gets criticized because this really is about religion and reality. They got the outer, Jesus had got the inner reality of the Holy Spirit. Have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent? But I say to you that someone greater than the temple is here. And if you'd known what this means, I desire compassion and not sacrifice. You would have not condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He goes on and he says, there's somebody here who's greater than Jonah. And then he says again, and there's someone here who is greater than Solomon. Ah, one of the constants in my life, and I guess it's the same for you, is that I really do love the Lord Jesus. Um, as a young man in the advertising industry, doing really well, worked for IPC and all of that, but got myself into loads of trouble morally and... Through the gracious prayers of a friend, I, I actually saw Jesus. I didn't, I didn't know anything about, I think I'm having a picture here or any of that. I actually, heaven opened and I saw Jesus. And he was head over all principality and power. He touched me with his Holy Spirit. And he said to me, everything that's gone over your head is under my feet. This is wonderful. How on earth can I walk clean and pure and love people as I should love them and not lust after them and all that stuff? Only Jesus can do that. And my wife says, I'm really fed up with you. She said, I've slogged away in a brethren hall all my life, try my best. And you come along, I meet you from a council estate and you see Jesus so she would if she were here uh, she would say that to you but remember the words of the Lord Jesus more blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed but I say a man who's had a vision has got it over anyone with an argument <laughs> I know you're alive Lord and I know I thought I said I thought you were dead and yes I know but I I was dead, but I'm alive forevermore. Yeah, and uh, just following Jesus, when he said to me, when I was reaching out for some cat food in Safeways in Sydenham, he said, I want you to walk from Land's End to John Groats for me and pray for this country. It was one of those Diana moments no, what? I went home and told my wife. She said, You? She said, You're so lazy, you'd get a lift to your car if you could. <laughs> so I went and found the most, who I thought was the most sensible bloke at that time in Ictus. And it was, I hate this kind of name dropping thing, but it was Graham, Graham Kendrick. I said, Graham, I think God's told me. I've got a walk from John O'Groats. He said, ah, he said, I think God's told me that as well. So I got together, John Houghton, you remember John Houghton? Uh, I saw John and Jan just before she died. Um, And we planned this walk from uh, John O'Groats. I got myself fit. Um, I was 48 at the time, by the way. I wasn't a young man, I was nearly 50. And God spoke to me and I thought, I've got to do it. And uh, when you obey, then reality, truth, theology, it comes to you. <laughs> you get it when you obey. When, you, when God says do something, I want you to do it. I, I did it. And then uh, after that, I walked from Anglesey to Lowestoft, and then London to Berlin. There's 19 countries. My wife's just written a book, it's being published. Um, and uh, I, I look at it and I think, I said, did I really do that? And uh, she said, yes, you did. See, when you get older, you, you suffer from, um, I think it's false memory syndrome. And, and you think you've done things and you haven't. Or you've done things and you've forgotten. And I, I look at it I no. Did I really go up to the Kremlin, knock on the door, and say, is Boris Yeltsin in? Because they told us we could have a, it's a long story, I won't bore you with it, but w- we could have a thing in Red Square, and it all gone wrong, and they started having a civil war. Um, is Boris Yeltsin in? I got it, I said to the lads in the house group, uh, I got it from... Um, Take it from here with Jimmy Edwards, when he stood in front of the Kremlin and said, "Is Lenin?" (laughs) If I get, if you get bored, just shout at me, and I'll I'll stop. (laughs) (laughs) So, so I've done all that stuff. um, Discovered what was known as identification repentance. I am. I've been made in Belfast Town Hall a an honorary Irishman, for which I'm very proud because uh, I walked, met IRA, Sinn Fein, UVF and prayed with them. Uh, and I'm also made by the Jews in Germany. I'm a honorary rabbi as well. And they let me preach in their synagogues. Ever done that? <laughs> all I've ever done is pray outside and we don't oh God touch them and all that. And uh, come on in. Get up there and tell us your story. It's amazing. And then ringing on saying, you must hear this bloke and all that. So they made me an honorary rabbi in the end. So I've done some funny things. Um, and Now I live in Polgate. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> I really feel at home here. Can I say that? I, I really do. I came in, and since I've been in Eastbourne a couple of years now, uh, I, I wanted to meet Martin and Sue. I didn't know how to contact them, and uh, it was Robin and Ruth. And they introduced me uh, to them, and they have been already. Uh, ministered to me I'm very grateful for them Jesus praying uh, this terrific autobiographical prayer it really opens his heart uh, it, it, it's, it's just it's one of the most precious pieces of spiritual uh, autobiography that you can read uh, in the scriptures and it's thank you, Father. Thank you. This is this is uh, this is Jesus uh, not complaining about what wasn't, but thanking God for what was. Only five loaves, two fishes. Thank you, Lord. Standing outside the grave of Lazarus. Thank you, Father. And somehow, when we praise and worship uh, the living God, it sort of open up opens up the promises of God. Uh, to us I think Jesus always saw potential and not problem when he looked at people uh, I've been studying the private ministry of Jesus I, I just he's wonderful if you study it in John's gospel just see the way he talks to Nicodemus and the woman at the well. I mean I, I'd say, to the woman at the well, you need to be born again. And, and I'd say to Nicodemus, you need to get into worship, mate. You need to get clear along. But he doesn't. He he gets into a conversation with this woman about worship, and to Nicodemus, and, and right through. You you know, there's a man stuck. He can't move. At <laughs> Do you want to get well? He says, you don't understand the culture around here, Jesus, do you? You know what happens? The Germans, they get here with their towels and they get the front seats and you, I can't get in. So it's just, he's stuck. He was stuck physically, mentally, spiritually, culturally, and Jesus comes and says, pick up your bed. And then a blind man and disciples saying, oh, look, Lord, this is an interesting one. This is a theological conundrum. Why is he blind? <laughs> What's your philosophical concept of suffering, Jesus? Jesus says, I must work while in his day. It's just wonderful. And the work of God was to heal that man. Wonderful. Just The counselling, private ministry of Jesus is just breathtaking. I love it. And by the way, if you think Jesus is really God, do you? Is he really? Is he really? Does all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, does it really dwell in Jesus? What a God he must be. I am gentle and humble in heart. What kind of God is that? Don't you lay in bed at night and think, oh, God, if I was in control, I'd, I'd go over there and I'd smack in one. And do you do that? If you were God, I'd, this is what I'd do. I'd get up to Liverpool and get those blokes who killed that nine-year-old and all of that. And I think... Why don't you do control, God? And somehow, although He's in charge and all this will be resolved in the end, we don't have a God who's in control. I want you to be in control, but He gives us free will so that we can get up from this place and go out and do some good, or we could do some bad as well. It's wonderful. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What I'm eventually going to get to, I'm just going to keep talking until I say something. (laughs) Um, It's this business of rest, Sabbath rest. When God made the world, I think it was C.S. Lewis said, the whole world breathed, With the calm of God's satisfaction. He said, It's good. It's lovely. It's it's His presence filled, if you like, the whole world. And then we're told in the book of Genesis that sin came into the world from an external source. All right? That's how it came into the world. It came from an external source. It came. from the enemy. It came from the devil. I don't want to go on about Satan and give him too much credit and all that, but there is an enemy. <laughs> and how subtle to speak in a two-minute conversation with a woman. You read Genesis 3, read Genesis 2 first, and you see that the name of God was Lord God. Lord, Read it. Lord God. And then when the devil comes, he says, did God say? Very clever and crafty. He's dropped the name of the Lord. It's only a word. But how clever. God, distant, away from us. And God said, you can freely eat of all the trees. But she said, we may eat. So you've got two words there. You've got the word Lord dropped and the word freely. Because there's freedom in the heart of God. And you know that that primal expulsion from the garden, that exile, which is repeated over and over in the history of Israel, where they in exile and return, exile and return, and the primal expulsion was Adam and Eve being cast out of the garden. Okay? So it's like he turns up in the book of Job to the counsel of God And God says, where have you been? How did he get access to the throne? How did he do it? You know, the enemy is a full-time, 24-hour professional accuser. And if you're here this morning and you're under accusation, I'm going to tell you that's coming from the enemy because that's his prime job. He's a murderer. He's a liar. But essentially, he is an accuser. And he loves to accuse us before the throne of God. Where have you been? I've been up and down. Oh, you must be knackered. Oh, have been patrolling the earth, I have. So, for an external source, that world that C.S. Lewis said breathed with the calm satisfaction of God had gone. So, just think about this. From there, God goes to Israel. And what were they like? They were told to enter the land of rest. They were—they got right up as far as Kadesh Barnea. Moses had this idea of sending twelve spies out, and we read about Palti and uh, Shaphat, and a, another guy whose name I can't remember. And you say, who are they? They're in the Bible, but they're ten. Of that ten, there are three of them who said we can't do it. There were two who said, we can do this. We, we're not grasshoppers. We haven't got a grasshopper mentality. Come on, we can do it. Lovely. 80, what was he? 80-odd Caleb. Have you noticed that lots of children are called Caleb and Joshua? But none of those other names. No one calls, not in this country anyway. <laughs> so it They should have entered that land of rest, and they didn't. And and, and then it reduces itself to the temple. Now, the temple, in the eyes of Israel, gave them, it was their cultural icon. It was like a great, huge filtration system where you could either get your sins forgiven or not, depending on how much money you gave. The reason Jesus got so angry was that they put a price on forgiveness. And then Jesus turns up. Fantastic. Forgiving people on the streets. Forgiving people in the hills. Saying your sins are forgiven you. Completely bypassing this old temple system. It's irrelevant. It's obsolete. It's it's over. There's a new man in town <laughs> called Jesus that they got angry with him. Do you not read the Bible sometimes? I I do. I try to use my imagination. I I say, Lord, please don't do that. They'll kill you. I read it sometimes and I I imagine people stepping out from the pages of the Bible and saying, you can trust God. I can imagine Moses saying, you know what? There was three and a half million of us and we got to this really great sea and we couldn't cross it. And then the the armies of Egypt are coming after us. Did you know what happened? No, what happened? He said the the Red Sea opened. It was amazing. It's like these people. They step out of the pages of the word of God and they speak to us. So, So try, think with me, the world, Israel, the temple, Jesus said, this one here is greater than the temple. Where you get your sins forgiven. Where heaven touched earth. That's where you had to go to. It was something that gave Israel great prestige. They thought they were the center of the universe. And in a way, they were. And then along comes this man. (laughs) This is astonishing. Remember David Watson. I remember him saying... Jesus was either mad, he was either bad, or he was God. And Christianity, really, I don't know how we've done all this, but Christianity is about one man and your response and my response to him. One man. And it's, is this man, who is he? Who do people say that I am? As Jesus stands and contrasts himself at Caesarea Philippi with all those other gods, a pan, the God of nature, and all of them, who do you think I am? Huh. thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And they wanted to subjugate Jesus to the Sabbath. And Jesus subjugated the Sabbath to himself and said, I am the Lord. Of the Sabbath, all that tension, all that strife, and I, I want, I want to give you my rest. This isn't the rest of sitting down watching Match of the Day. This is, this is the rest of faith. This is something wonderful. I want to Sabbath your minds because you're going crazy. We're living in an insane world. We sang about it, didn't we? Do you remember that? This mad, crazy world. Uh, I want to Sabbath your minds. We are entering into something that i th- we are going to need the grace of God more than we've ever needed him before. And i tell you what I think about the Queen dying. I think, I, I set my television to 504 Parliament, and I just watched those people walking by. No noise, no commentary. I sat Friday night to half past four, weeping and God laying on my heart, our country and praying for people as they look at it and they bow and they cross themselves. And I said, Lord, please let that coffin be the Ark of the Covenant where angels stare down in wonder at the power of the blood. Inside that box is a woman who loved the Lord Jesus. And she said it every year, and it got stronger and stronger. You remember Her Majesty? Wow. Elizabeth the Great. Absolutely brilliant. Do it when you get home. Instead of just whatever you watch. 24 hours watching people coming. Oh, Lord, please touch them. Oh, Lord, please, please. I think God's, there's going to be good coming out of this. This is, I think God's going to awaken. What's happened is that we've fallen asleep. We numb out. We numb out in front of our computers and our televisions, and we fall asleep. And I think the kingdom of God is not some Bible college or some theory or some theology. It's the kingdom of God is a state of wakefulness, and Jesus comes, and he says, do you want to get healed? (laughs) Waking us up, you feel that? Gradually, we're waking up. I go down the front with Jerry Page. You all know Jerry. Um, he's the throwback to the seventies, with his long hair and his lovely smile. And uh, he said to me, "You do prayer walk?" And I said, "Yeah." I do. He said, "Can I come with you?" I said, "Yeah." So he comes along with his guitar. I said, "What are you going to do?" He said, "I'm going to sing." So that's what we do every Tuesday. And our guy walking past us, prayed with so many people down there. People was, you know, the harvest. <laughs> I said, oi, come here. That is not a good way to do evangelism. <laughs> but he did come here. <laughs> and I, I, I talked to him and he said, I feel so lost And I said, Well, your lostness presupposes that you have an owner. And that owner is God. And he loves you. And I see Jesus going to the very, my favorite place in the whole of Eastbourne. It's the rubbish dump. I love going there. (laughs) (laughs) Fry. I was with a, a guy and he was. I said, Do you like coming? Yeah, I love it. Come on, let's throw us. Love together. And then, you know, you just. God's got the biggest rubbish dump where we can dump our stuff. We can throw it away and get rid of it. And the God is a God who trawls through the garbage cans and through the rubbish heaps looking for people who are lost and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what the future holds. We are the ones, we've got the message, we are the ones, we are the... I say this to myself, I say, I am more than just an intellectual, I'm not an intellectual by the way, I'm, I'm I'm not just an emotional person, I'm not just a belly to be filled, I'm not just a sexual being, I am a man of God, and I've been anointed by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I speak in tongues, and I affirm it over myself. And we've got to do that, brothers and sisters. I'm looking out at senior primary people in your jobs and in your homes, and the Spirit of God is on you to use you. Jesus. Jesus want a Sabbath. Your bodies, I want to heal you, I want to touch you. This is the best swap in the whole of history. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What a swap. For every failure in us, there is a corresponding wonderful grace in the Lord Jesus. You've found that, haven't you? His mercy for your misery. His grace for your guilt. Huh. His, you know. I, and I, as I was sitting at the back and Claire was leading worship, I, I fancied I saw Jesus and it wasn't us looking for him, it was him looking for us. It it wasn't the thirsty looking for water. It was the water of life. I could see him with the golden pitcher of the water of life wanting to pour his spirit into our hearts. He's not the hungry looking for bread. This is the bread of heaven who's come down. Ah, I used to preach a sermon called Three Steps to Glory, and then I realized that some people can't even get to the bottom rung. They feel so disqualified, so disappointed in themselves. We have a Jesus who is. We're going to be looking at Hebrews soon, or Martin is. I don't know. We have an advocate. We have a high priest. We have somebody who stands at the right hand of God, who intercedes for us, who can save us to the uttermost. I. I wish I could remember the van I got behind. I was thinking about Romans ten, where it says, "Say not in thine heart, who shall." I reach to the heavens? Who shall ascend to the heights to bring Christ down? Who shall descend to the depths to bring him up? The word that you need is a word of faith and it's in your heart. And what God is saying through that is that Jesus is immediately available and accessible. He's as accessible to the dull, unimaginative plodder who goes off to sleep reading his Bible or his newspaper as he is to those clear-eyed, visionary God is what have we done? Making putting God out of our reach. I did the last breaking of bread I did in my church. I I said really they should have had a Passover lamb, not bread and wine. But of course, he was the Passover lamb. <laughs> no, he chose bread and wine. Why is that? Because bread was available. Why is that? Wine. Used to grow across the streets. You just reached out, you took the grapes. You reached out, and there's the bread. And what Jesus is saying through the breaking of bread is, I am available. I, you know, not all these hoops that we've kind of we, all of that. It, no, you're with us, Lord. Certainly, I will be with you. And somehow, we've put God on the margin. Somehow, we, we've we made him so religious that all God is concerned about is prayer meetings, church, and all of that. Whereas God is interested in so much other stuff. I was telling the lads in the house group that I, I, I was praying, and I actually said to the Lord, I've got to go now, Lord, because I'm going to watch Man United play on Sky Sports. And he said, yeah, and I'm coming with you. I said, what? I said, but you see what we've done. See, we think God is so much more interested in our neighborliness and our communities and stuff that we think that he wouldn't be interested in. I love him. Come unto me, all you, this is for religious people, because we get knackered even as charismatic evangelicals, don't We, we get tired. I need rest. I need Lord Jesus. I need to drink deeply. So I want to pray for you. Is that okay? Have I finished? I have. Just let's stand up. I I want to be with you on this because I I feel very happy here. Right, Lord Jesus, I saw you earlier walking around with a golden pitcher of the water of life and you were pouring it into empty hearts. And, and David said, my cup runneth over. And Father, we come here this morning, and we are deeply aware of our own weaknesses and our lack. We're aware of the accusations of Satan, Lord. But Father, that which has got under our skin I am praying that your people here, that your gospel, your good news, Lord, will go deeper under our skin. Get right into us. Get into the guts and the grist of our lives, Lord. We don't just want to be people who mouth words, and we do it and we confess it. But, Lord, we're here this morning, as Justin was saying, Father, to, Lord, get the wax out of our ear so that we can hear the latest from heaven We want to hear your voice, Father. Lord Jesus, we were made for this stuff. And I see you in that upper room as you came in. And we're made for the kiss. We're made for the breath. We're made for the relentless love of God. We're made for it, perfectly shaped. So, Holy Spirit, just come to your people in all their different needs now, Lord Jesus, and minister, Lord Sabbath, people's minds. Sabbath, their bodies. Sabbath, Lord, that which is distressing us so we can walk out of this place. Father, with your rest. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, what's that lovely old hymn that says, my Savior, thou hast promised rest. Oh, give it then to me, the rest of ceasing from myself to find my all in thee. And Lord, I just want to bring my little two-peneth to this group. I want to ask you to richly bless them, Lord. I pray that tonight at 8 o'clock the neighbours will come. I pray, Lord, that what you, you're doing something, Father, in this country we know not what. And, 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 I, and we know all about four storms and stuff that's been said in the past. But, Lord, we are really, really looking to you now. We thank you for our Queen. We bless you for Elizabeth the Great. We love her, Lord. We pray that Prince Charles will take that mantle and there'll be more on him, Lord, like a double portion, Father. Bless him and his family, Lord. Bless him against all those detractors who hate royalty and say the most hideous, vile things, Lord. Bless them, we pray, and just us as we stand here. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's it. I'm going to go. <laughs> Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, that was all right. <laughs>
1: Don, I could listen to you for a lot longer. I, think, I believe there's two challenges there. There's a very personal one. If you feel you need Sabbath rest from your accuser today, do not leave this room without being prayed for. And let's take up the challenge of praying for our nation today as well. And let's start with three two one, because that's our that's our little nation, that's our community. So let's be committed to praying for three two one. But do not leave today if you would like to be prayed for the Sabbath rest from your accuser. Um I'm gonna stay here up here for a little while longer. So if anyone would like to pray with me, I would be, I would love to. and um, But feel free to stay. There's no rush. And enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope to see you later uh, at, uh, outside at 8 o'clock or 7.45. Thank you. <coughs>